everything you've been hearing about has to do with coronavirus. Absolutely everything. So what I'm trying to do here is have an episode that doesn't have anything to do with coronavirus. This, however, is quite a bit harder than it seems. In order to populate this episode with news stories, I searched Google News but excluded the word coronavirus. Let's see how I did. The top news of the week that would seem to have nothing to do with coronavirus is that a Pakistani court overturned the murder conviction in the killing of the Wall Street Journal reporter, Daniel Pearl. Three people were acquitted, and the fourth had his murder conviction replaced by a kidnapping conviction. I guess he kidnapped Daniel Pearl, and then Daniel Pearl beheaded himself. However, this really is corona news, because Pakistan would never have tried to pull this thing off if corona wasn't providing them with cover. The second news story we have actually has a little less to do with corona. Syrian media says Israeli warplanes attack near Oms. The interesting thing, of course, is that Israeli warplanes are attacking newly established Iranian positions, and the Iranians are continuing to try their expansionist efforts in the Mediterranean and in the general region, despite their economy and everything else being tanked by coronavirus. So this really is news about corona, despite the fact that it shouldn't be. The third news story is that the world's wind capacity is up by a fifth after a record year thanks to boom in offshore projects. Power capacity was up 19% in 2019. So really, this is news about 2019, but maybe those who wrote the story were hoping that Mother Guy would forgive us for our sins and allow this plague to pass. Let's see what else we can find. Ah, here we have a biotech startup that is out to change how drugs are prescribed. It's got a great and heartwarming backstory about this founder, Liz O'Day. They name the company is Alaris, and what they do is they look for biomarkers in our blood, things like proteins, RNA, and metabolites, to determine who will respond to a therapy before it is prescribed. They point out that only 57% of diabetes patients respond to particular drugs, while with cancer, it is 25%. By being able to identify who will respond earlier, they can make everything more effective. This is cool stuff, and it's big news. They actually raised $7.5 million in this environment. Except, of course, that I imagine the investors had corona on the mind. Let's see what else we can find. Ah, yes, a woman who fell in dark movie theater. This is one of the top stories, folks. Fractures her ankle. The jury splits evenly, liability between AMC Entertainment Theater and the patron. You read that right. This one would appear to be corona-free. Except, of course, that it took place in 2015. It's only the jury decision that came down now. So, a court case being decided is not exactly big news. Breaking your ankle happened a while ago, so I'm afraid this doesn't really count. So I looked and looked and looked, and finally, the top news answer that I got in my Google search was this one. From the Tampa Bay Times, the single most important non-corona story of the day is the pedestrian signal at this Dunedin intersection, forgive me if I'm pronouncing that town name wrong, too quick, or am I walking too slowly? Dr. DeLay examines the Bass Boulevard and Main Street intersection. One reader calls it a potentially deadly crosswalk. Just in case you don't understand how important the story is, let me read you a bit of the article. Perusing Doc's many emails about traffic and roadway concerns, one with the subject, crosswalk, one with the subject line, crosswalk hazard in Dunedin, stood out. But it's not every day you hear complaints like this one from Dunedin. St. Petersburg? Sure. But Dunedin? My wife and I encountered a potentially deadly crosswalk situation as we recently took a walk in Dunedin, wrote Ron Plassey. Yikes. 
He said they took the duration of the signal, which he estimated at about 12 seconds, to get only halfway across the street. Then the signal turned red and flashed, counting down about an additional 23 seconds as they tried to cross the remaining lanes. This, folks, is top news, as long as you're willing to exclude coronavirus. Thing is, everything in the news right now is about corona. Trying to find something interesting that is not about corona is getting exceptionally hard. So I've decided to do something a little different. I'm going to share the news that would have happened had some little virus not decided to mutate in exactly the right way. Or if you're a uh, conspiracy theorist, if the Chinese Communist Party or the U.S. Army or pharmaceutical companies or the Amish or, I don't know, uh, G5 Internet or whoever hadn't engineered it to do so. Folks, I'm going to bring you to an alternative universe. The Daily Fear, Zorp Invasion. Zorp claimed they were not scared off by the coronavirus, whatever that is. Reading the headlines here, I do see another prominent story has risen to the top, the Zorp Invasion. Apparently, the Zorps were planning to invade Earth, but they got scared away by the coronavirus, so they didn't. Hence, the alternative universe. Let's see what the papers have to say. First off, we've got the old York Times. Trump didn't properly equip the Space Force. The parallels here are really fascinating. Democrats are accusing Trump of placing the economy over humankind itself. They're also blaming Trump for not ramping up the Space Force fast enough. Trump supporters have argued that you never know which disaster movie to plan for, and you can't plan for them all. Let's see what else we have. The Wall Boulevard Journal says, lift the rules that keep us down. Republicans are calling for a lifting of regulations that have slowed the development of spacecraft. They're claiming only human innovation can save us from the dark. Experts in the space field are laughing at them, pointing out that new spacecraft require decades to design and build. Oh, and Elon Musk is promising to help. And the hard left is seeing their great opportunity. The weekly worker says, nationalize everything. Government delivering everything to everybody, to each as they need, and tax everything else to oblivion. Oh, and the politicians in both parties have agreed, sorry, agreed on a massive and immediate investment in space weaponry, with plenty of spending in home districts on things like cultural centers. At the same time, a whole group of obscure folks who lived in their mother's basements until a week ago, have emerged. It is like downhill skiers actually mattering for a few weeks during the Winter Olympics. These guys, of course, have predicted an alien invasion the whole time. They are the real experts, people like John Billings, who actually wrote a book called Zorp Attack. He's our new national security advisor. They've written, the assembled group of these people, many, many works of speculative fiction in which they examined how humankind could overcome exactly this sort of obstacle. For his part, President Trump seems uncertain about which path to take. He waffles between wanting to ignore the Zorps so our economy can survive them, wanting to launch out an all-out assault on them, and wanting to just hunker down and hope they ignore us. Trump's competition, unfortunately, is no better. Biden keeps forgetting the Zorp are attacking. While the press sympathizes with his condition, some are beginning to question whether he's got what it takes to be president. And Sanders has launched his followers into a massive video game competition to defeat the Zorp, seemingly without realizing the fight is actually happening in the real world. You know, where free actually means somebody else pays. Overseas, the picture is a little different. The Zorp have taken over China. Nonetheless, the Chinese Communist Party is pretending nothing has happened. So are the Chinese people. It turns out they like the Zorp more than their own government. 
In Iran, secular citizens have pointed to the similarities between the Azadi Tower in Tehran and Zorp spaceships. They are arguing that the Shah saw all of this coming, and the religious authorities just refused to hear him. They are claiming that this is why the religious authorities are being pummeled by the Zorp. In Italy, the Zorp are wrecking complete havoc, like every alien invader has done for thousands of years. It turns out they believe destroying cultural icons is critical to crushing the human race. And Italy has a whole bunch of cultural icons. In the Philippines, President Duterte said that anyone who says the word Zorp in public will be shot on sight. The folks there aren't sure whether he's being serious. Meanwhile, back in the US of A, there are fights about nomenclature that nobody else cares about. Many are claiming the term Zorp invasion is speciesist. We can't really blame individual Zorp for the actions of their overlords. Most Zorp on the street have nothing to do with those whose actions are wrecking havoc on Earth. They are right, of course, but it is still a Zorp invasion. The Cascadian reports on the everyday Zorp who face everyday discrimination, including the local Zorp man-woman thing who works at New Seasons Market. Let's keep moving along, folks. Zoomberg says, we can learn from Asia to defeat the Zorp, because the Koreans, Japanese, and Taiwanese have come to terms with the Zorp. They've realized that if they just wear red, the color of good fortune and joy, the Zorp can't see them. While the World Defense Alliance has said wearing red should be limited to first responders, these nations do seem to have less of a need for first responders in the first place. Those in the third world, for their part, have just thrown up their hands. Between locust invasions, constant near-starvation, disease, fire, and violence, the Zorp aren't worth doing anything about, even if they could. Sci-fi writers are walking through shantytowns the world over, warning of the coming Zorp invasion, but nobody is paying them much attention. They've all got higher priorities. Folks, i got to say, this Zorp news is pretty disheartening. For my part, I've got my family wearing red and hoping for the best. Have a good week, folks, and may we soon see progress against the Zorp invasion. Thank you for listening.